Hi, and welcome to the Church Plant Chat podcast, season two. My name's Paul. I'm a UK-based church leader. And I'm Malcolm, a cross-cultural missionary. And this is a UK-based podcast focusing on aspects of leadership and church planting with Jesus at the centre. You can connect with us on all social media platforms by using the handle Church Plant Chat, or you can email us at churchplantchat at gmail.com. We're really looking forward to today's conversation. Hope you'll enjoy the show. Well, welcome to episode two of Church Plant Chat, uh, season two. Uh, today we'll be talking about thinking about leadership. Now, we could go uh, so many different directions uh, with this, but uh, we'll see if we can keep it a little bit practical, keeping it real, just between Paul and myself. Um, and we'll see if we can link it into church planting as well, just from some of our experiences and some of the things that we've learned from others. Paul, uh, what are you hoping to get out of today's episode? Oh, wow. I mean, there are so many questions around leadership, aren't there? Especially coming out of a pandemic or, or still in a pandemic and how leadership um, is handled within that. But I suppose I would just love to be thinking more about what leadership means in a church planter's world mm -hmm. and, uh, and hey, and how we include God <laughs> in our leadership. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, that would be really good because uh, I imagine there are some, uh, some lonely days in a church planter's world. Um, so, so yeah, there's a, there's a ton of stuff. But uh, one question that came to mind, which, which might be a good way to get going, yeah. uh, is how or if even has, has leadership changed during lockdown over 2020? You know, have there been any observations you've made in leadership? Um, yeah, what, what reflections have, have we got <laughs> with lockdown leadership? <laughs> I think it's a really good question. Uh, I think the first thing that comes to mind, leadership essentially is about um, guiding a group of people into the unknown. Um, mm. If you think about it, um, if everybody knows what they're doing, they don't need to follow a leader. And there's something about um, the sense of uncertainty, about going into an unknown territory towards a vision that they can't entirely visualize. And that's the role of a leader, is to see if they can uh, look forward, get a sense of the destination that we're heading towards, and just, just keep enthusing um, those who are following about the destination. Uh, and, uh, and not everybody can see that destination, and that's where the, the role of the leader comes in. And so you enter into a crisis, you enter into something like that, and there's uncertainty all around. And so never has there been uh, more need for leadership. Now, the challenge is, um, ordinarily, a leader will have a little sense of where they're hoping to, to go. They've <laughs> spent some time thinking about the vision and so on. But coming into COVID, the leaders themselves, me included, were stepping into the unknown. We don't know. And, and, and I think that's, um, that's where we need to be real. And I think uh, leaders in lockdown and, and through this whole pandemic, they've had to just be honest with those that they're leading, saying, look, I don't know how this finishes, but perhaps in the absence of some sense of certainty, maybe if they can just be as clear as they can, look, I don't know much, but what I do know is this, and maybe mm -hmm. that's what leaders can provide in lockdown. 
Yeah. How about um, you, Paul? What, what have your reflections been? Yeah, I think off of the back of what you said, <clears throat> something I noticed um, when we've been talking on our leadership team at work is we, we can put in place short-term plans leading. We can fairly well put in place long-term plans for vision and leading. And this is with the pandemic in mind as I'm framing this. But actually the thing that we found most difficult about leading through lockdown and pandemic is the middle, is the midterm planning for leading a way forward. It's that bit in between where there is so much gray on, on, on timings when things will change and everything that actually that's been the thing that's really confused us as we've kind of muddled our way through, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, that makes the short-term and long-term planning even harder when you've got that middle bit linking the two together being the most difficult bit to pin down. <laughs> that is really interesting, but it's so true. Um, it's so true. And something else I've noticed, um, I wrote down like a list of, of things, but I think probably the, the biggest, one of the biggest things that stood out to me, and this isn't just church leadership or from planting observations, but it's also in the secular world, you know, watching the government and others in leadership and the realization, the hard realization that actually sometimes some decisions that we make are just going to be lose lose. <laughs> You know, it's, uh, you know, there, there are some, it doesn't happen too often, I don't think, but we're talking about leading in, in a crisis at the moment. And, and I think there's been plenty of those decisions where you look at people on TV <clears throat> or even in churches and you're just like, yeah, that's going to be really hard to find a win in that one. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's a reality, Paul. And, you know, I, I think one of the, virtues of a leader is decisiveness um i think those uh, that's just the nature of the role as a leader you need to make decisions people are looking to you to make some decisions and often you get the decisions that nobody else wants to make you know if it was an easy decision they'd go ahead and make it themselves but the kind of decisions that end up on the leader's plate are very often the kind of the decisions that nobody wants to make and often i think it's because of what you just described there are certain decisions where it's it's just a lose both ways or or just it's gonna be it's gonna hurt both ways. Let's yeah. put it in those terms. Yeah. Um, and some people just don't want to make those decisions, but as a leader, there's no one to pass that buck to. Yeah. Yeah. So uh speaking of of leadership as we are, <laughs> how we we touched on this in episode one, kind of as a teaser into this episode, but with the experiences that you've had, Malcolm, in, in church planting and, and raising up other church planters over the years, how or is even uh, leadership different, would you say, in a church planter's world compared maybe to other styles of church leadership or leadership in general? You know, are there any differences? Is it just a case of, no, it, it's all overlap, but you're just starting in different places, you know, or, or are there some key trends that are completely unique yeah it's it it is a really interesting question uh i think yeah you can listen back to how i responded in in the first episode um you can answer it yes and no you could say yes it's 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 different or you could say no there's there's leadership principles that apply in all contexts so 
you can approach it in, in a number of different ways, maybe from just my own experience of, uh, of just observing different churches being planted by different personalities, different leaders, different styles and so on. Um, you, you do see how churches do take on a bit of the personality of the leader. And so whether that means that leadership itself changes or not, uh, maybe it's tackling the question slightly differently. Um, if you, Here's just something uh, just to think about. You know, in Ephesians 4, where they talk about the, the five offices. Um, so you've got your apostle, you've got your prophet, you've got your teacher. So you've got all these, you know, the, the, the pastor, the evangelist. So you've got all these different um, offices that they talk about. And now these aren't so much gifts of the spirit these are more offices these are uh god has appointed uh different people uh in different positions uh, for different seasons in different contexts so if you think about it um which one's the church planter and are they all the are, is it all the apostles that are the church planters well maybe um those who are sent out and whatever but i have observed uh churches being planted by evangelists or churches being planted by pastors uh and each of those has their own dynamic. And so you can imagine an evangelist has a heart for everybody who's not in the church. And so as he's um, planting a church and um, he's got all the people in the fold already, um, but actually he's got one eye out the front door the whole time looking for the next outsider that he can pull in. And so that has a particular um, flavor. And it adds a dynamic and a culture of the church um, where you've got somebody who plans a church and maybe he's more the pastor. And so he's concentrating on all the people inside the church. And so um, that could have a, a particular dynamic. And so when you're in the church, it's great because he's got all his attention on you because he's a real pastor. Um, but maybe there isn't a great deal of outreach to those outside the church. And so he's just investing in uh, those who are in the church. So it's interesting when you start to see mm. not only personalities, but even um, maybe the different kind of people that, that God himself has appointed. It, it yeah. um, starts to have a different um, flavor in the different church plants that I've observed as well. So there's, yeah. there's another element to it, whether that's leadership style or maybe who God has actually called you to be um, mm. actually does have an impact on the churches that you're planting. Yeah. That's so interesting because, um, oh, which direction do I want to take that in? So, for instance, you, you could be a church planter. You've gone in, you're at ground zero. Th th there's a building, potentially, <laughs> but it's a hollow building. You know, there's no people. And say you're there for a few years and it grows and you see con conversions or people joining. And then, I don't know, you're 10, 20 years in, you've got a church of whatever the number is. At that point, if you were the evangelist, planter going into that empty building what does the evangelist leader do at that point <laughs> in their leadership because they're they've suddenly got a building or a community which is you know a decent amount and and what happens do you do you move on do you go and say right i i know i'm an evangelist I, I just haven't got these pastoral traits and teaching traits that these guys need to go to the next level in their discipleship. I'm hungry for another empty building. <laughs> um, or do you stay and try and change your leadership and evolve for want of a better word um, and do something else? Do you mm -hmm. then try and empower them to plant out of the church you're at and, you know, 
do yourself out of a church so that you can start from scratch again. I mean, there are so many, it's a, so many different cultural things that would come into that. And that's a big thing of revitalization, isn't it? Across churches um, is. and culture shock and culture clash that comes with those decisions being made. But um, and uh, yeah, there's I think of- I, maybe something I would just add to that is just the, because you're asking some great questions there, but uh, a sense that we as leaders have to have a self-awareness too. you know, who God has called us to be. And, you know, we need evangelists. So I don't want to have a go at anybody listening to, to this podcast who's an <laughs> a, Lord has called them to be an evangelist. Bless you. And, you know, if the Lord has given you an opportunity to plant a church, bless you. But just be aware that that is who you are. And so the fact that you're always looking out the front door for the next one and, and some people in the, the, the group might feel as if they're being somewhat neglected because you're so you're more interested in those outside than you are inside maybe yeah. that's the a perception it's not real i know but um sometimes that's the way it can appear um but don't i would say don't deny that this is who you are but this self-awareness of who i have called been uh, who god has called me to be um and then like you were saying what what happens when the evangelist is in that context for a number of years mm-hmm. well if with that self-awareness comes a sense of, okay, this is who I am, but this is who I am not. So I need to find somebody. I need to find a pastor to come in and uh, join me in this leadership, uh, uh, you know, as we're leading this group. I need to find a teacher who can really just uh, just bring these kingdom truths, eternal truths, and just to um, be able to articulate them so clearly in a way that really resonates in the hearts of these new believers um find these people bring them on board you don't need to be all things to all men and i think that's something that um we that would be definitely worth bearing in mind uh, in any church plant leadership i think that's something um i mean i haven't landed uh, at the point of this recording i haven't landed a, a, a job yet or a planting position but it's one of the things when I sort of daydream and think about it every now and then there's a, well, quite often there's a very big sense of overwhelming feeling. Mm. And um, you think, Oh, well, if I'm going to lead a team, if any come with me um, into a planting scenario and I think, Oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to, you know, got to be the evangelist, got to think, Oh, what are we going to do in the community? Who are we going to reach? How are we going to reach them? Uh, what teaching series do we need to have? What about worship? What about prayer in the life of the church? And you, and you catch yourself and you suddenly think, yeah, but it's not just about me. <laughs> you know, yes. it doesn't have to, you know, yes, it's got similarities to a new business, if you like. It's got similarities to a startup. Yes. But, you know, there's hopefully going to be a team there. And if there isn't, I suppose you have to limit yourself to what you can do until that team is there because you want to be sustainable, I suppose, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Limit yourself. That's an interesting word. Whether it's limiting yourself. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there is an element of that uh, or being realistic or yeah. um, operating within the, the grace that God has given you, um, mm. you know, use your strengths. He's called you into that place for that season. And that wasn't a mistake. And so, mm. If you are the pastor, then use your pastoral skills. You know, that is a strength. Use your strength. If you are the evangelist, get out there and use use the the gifts that he's given you for that 
And that's mm. going to be the breakthrough. You know, where, whichever of these, whether you're the prophet, you know, speak those words of encouragement, those uh, whatever those, uh, the words that God has given you, that the, the way he's opening your eyes, use that. Uh, he's called you there for this season. Mm. Um, and, and the apostle, whether you're sent into a different context, you know, um, then it's not a mistake. So that's the mm. point. Use the strengths. He's called you. If you're the first, he called you to be the first and uh, just use those skills and let's trust him for these other elements. But again, uh, whether that's limiting or not, or just saying, let's just focus on the strengths at the moment and let's trust God to develop these other areas. Yeah. Oh, that's really helpful. And, um, and I suppose that's a big, that's a big part of it, isn't it? Especially uh, it's the same for going for any church leadership job, but going into something where you might have a blank sheet, or a some sort of turnaround or clash of culture project um, with planting, trusting God. I mean, that's that's got to be right up there at the top of the list of priorities, right? And um, when you said that, it reminded me, I was watching a, um, a preacher recently and he was talking about leadership and he said something which really caught my attention. And he was saying um, how leadership has become an idol uh, in the church and that we need to get back to focusing on the presence of God rather than focusing on our leadership skills. And that, that just knocked me for six when I heard that, because, you know, you find yourself praying, Oh God, help me to be a good leader. Help me to be the leader you want me to be. And, you know, I look at my bookshelf and there's a bunch of leadership books and, um, and you think, gosh, you know, has this guy got a point? Have we become in our pursuit to develop and hone in on our skills in leadership somewhere along the way? Have we or are we losing just that sort of raw uh, ability to just go and trust that God will take care of it <laughs> you know? and just to focus on pursuing his presence, you know, wow. uh, and yeah, just focusing wow, on pillar of fire, you know. Uh, um, I don't know. What What do you think? It's an it's really an interesting um, thought to consider, and uh, a little bit frightening actually. But <laughs> maybe you could say, at the end of the day, uh, only Jesus is worthy of sitting on that throne. And if anything, anything um, takes the place of Jesus on that throne in our hearts, then that becomes an idol. And that could be our, the church that we're planting. It could be whatever. Um, and uh, I can see that if if leadership has all of a sudden be the, the be all and end all, and if only we could just become the best leader ever, then everything else would just fall into place. Um, then, yeah, that's definitely taking the place of Jesus on the throne. Um, yeah, if, if Jesus is in the rightful place, then all these other things will come. You know, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things. And it's as it's when it's seek first something else, leadership, church plant, great team, whatever else, discipleship program, evangelistic strategy. If anything else uh, finishes that sentence apart from seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these other things, then I think that, that, that there's potential for anything to become an idol. It's really interesting that leadership has been um, discussed in those terms. I haven't considered that uh, so carefully. Yeah, and it, um, you know, 
fairly recently I was uh, what's the right word to use here scouting <laughs> scouting mm-hmm. an area of a potential you know of a, of a possibility for the future for us and um, there weren't necessarily any lightning bolts or writing on the wall as I was um, scoping out the area but something I sensed God say, you know, what I said, and then God responded to, I was looking around and I was thinking, this is going to be really hard work. (laughs) This is going to be really hard work. But then just as I was sort of finishing that thought off, I suddenly nudged by the spirit saying, but I will be with you. You know, you had me, the human element, you know, saying, oh, this is going to be hard work. And all immediately sort of Jesus coming alongside saying, yeah, but, don't forget I'm here, you know, yes. I will be with you. And it's not, yes. it's not, but you've read this leadership book, <laughs> not that that's a bad mm-hmm. thing or, mm-hmm. you know, but you've taken this course, you know, it's, it's, but my presence will, will go before you. And you, you know, you just think of the likes of Exodus and, you know, God going before oh. them and preparing the way and parting. I mean, these are all very yeah. dramatic things, but parting the Red Sea, you know, you think, <laughs> um, you think, yeah, it's hard, but if God's with you and if you're pursuing him, um, then there's going to be a peace about it. I think there's, that's so good, Paul, really. Uh, and actually, I think it's a really great way to finish this episode of, of just saying it's going to be hard. And I think for any church planters, those who are currently church planting or those who are considering it, like yourself, Paul, I think... Um, I think that's that's something to bear in mind. It's going to be hard. It's it's mm-hmm. it's not as yeah. You're you're bringing one kingdom into the context of another, and uh, there's going to be a clash. That's just what happens when you're planting a church, establishing um, that kingdom embassy in that new location, um, and that's going to take some hard work. But uh, I'm really pleased that you're going into it with your eyes open on this one, and to have that tremendous promise that you're not going to do this alone. You don't need to rely on the number of leadership books that you've read. <laughs> Just remember that, that God's presence is going with you. That's a terrific way to finish. So thanks so much, Paul. Really appreciated uh, this conversation today. We could take this in so many other directions and spend so much more time, but it's been a lot of fun. Thanks. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it, Malcolm. And uh, do join us for our next episode, which is due to be on the topic of culture. We'd love to hear from you in the meantime if you've got any questions or comments or reflections on this episode or on the upcoming one on culture you know send us a message on instagram at church plant chat email us at churchplantchat at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and your experiences on anything we've spoken about or what we're about to speak about Um, and thank you for listening Thanks so much for listening. Um, Even though Paul and I, we could chat like this all day. It's great to have you on board as well. So we're not uh, just the two of us. It feels a lot bigger than that. So thanks so much, everybody. Look forward to next time. Yeah. See you then.